This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Trap, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Oh, over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music, nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? (laughs) I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim. I am your host. Today we have, I even hate to say it this way, but Really, you know, TikTok sensation Taylor Teasley. We talk a lot about TikTok in this episode because that's how I discovered Taylor. Um, she's done a lot of things with friends of mine or people that have been on this sh- and people that have been on the show. Um, that I, you know, everybody knows that if once you're on the show, you, I consider you a friend. So, um, I've wanted Taylor on this show for a while and I didn't tell her this story and I hope she giggles when I hear this. A few people had told me not to bother reaching out to her. And I said, well, why not? And I got the, well, you know, she doesn't respond. She's just really busy. She doesn't have time. Blah, 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 blah. And that all, probably all is all true things. Um, except for the response thing. She always responded to me and very quickly and very graciously. And, you know, it took us a while. Yeah, hell yeah. It took us a while to figure out a date and get this done. But you know what? After you hear this episode, it was worth every, excuse my language, fucking second that I waited to have her on this show because she was fantastic. She did not disappoint. I absolutely, like, I fell in love with this girl. Not, not, you know what I mean, right? Like, I, I love her story. I love how she's done it. You know, she's, she's doing it her way. Um, and I love that. 
you know, there's, there's a little part of me that had just like really understood and appreciated her a lot better. I love her sound. She's got that soulful, raspy country rock female voice. And I love it. It literally is like, you know, it, her voice could sing me the phone book. Now I'm probably getting creepy, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you know what I mean? Like, it's a great sound. It's very unique. It's very, um, unconventional, unconventional. God, I can't, I, I cannot speak on these episodes lately. Um, you know, she's not a Carrie Underwood. She's not a Shania Twain. She's a Taylor Teasley. That's it. End of discussion. Bottom line done. She is Taylor Teasley. She is not like anybody else in country music, and that's why I love her. Um, so I, I, I want her to tell you your her story. So here we go. Like always, you know, commercials, Taylor's story, a little outro from us. So without further ado, enjoy um, my conversation or our conversation with Taylor Teasley. Enjoy, guys. Hey, everyone, don't forget to check out our friends over at theafterglowboutique.com. That's theafterglowboutique.com. Or if you're local, they have a great shop at 43 Main Street in Blackstone, Massachusetts. All Boots and Whiskey podcast listeners get 20% off at checkout with the promo code BOOTS. That's B-O-O-T-S at checkout for 20% off at theafterglowboutique.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Also, don't forget our friends over at hogwashandrhinestones.com. Our good friend Ray is the owner over there. She makes incredible clothing that you've seen all over the place from Nashville to Boston to everywhere in between. Some really big names have worn her stuff. That's hogwash, the letter N, rhinestones.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. You won't be disappointed. Check them out. Hogwashandrhinestones.com. Hello, hello. Hello, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing great. Just, you know, here in Nashville, just doing what I can here, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, like I told you, you know, before all this, this is about you, right? So you're going right. to, you're going to tell your story and I'm going to interject as things come up because I'm sure I'll, I'm sure something interesting will come up that I'm going to want to dig into a little more. But before we get started, tell everybody who you are and, you know, kind of the path you're on. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So my name is Taylor Teasley. Um, I am a country artist. Originally, I am from Southern California. Currently, right now, I am in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and I'm just, you know, out here doing what the musicians do, you know, playing shows, writing songs telling other people's stories, just doing what I love. Um, and just kind of throughout the days, just kind of finding myself through life. Now, so being from California, you haven't been in Nashville long. No. So I, I fly back and forth between Southern California and Nashville um, every few months. And this last trip, actually, I was supposed to be here for about two weeks and I just had a couple of close friends of mine uh, kind of talk me into it and just be like, hey, look, this is where you need to be. Cancel your flight. Like, yeah. just cancel your flight home. And I did. I canceled my flight and, you know, tried to, you know, find my life here and uh, kind of get my feet on the ground and touch the water. And uh, now I finally started, you know, play some shows around town. And I absolutely love it. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, looking at your website, you know, we're going to get into how you came to be you. But looking yes. at your website, even just in the last month alone, you know, because we're here, here it is, it's August for in a few weeks. But, um, you know, you've played the Moxie downtown, you've played at Winners, you've played at Cabana Taps, you've played, oh, Jesus, the Taco Bell Cantina, which everybody raves about. You know, yes. which may sound funny to people that don't know, you know, what the deal is down there. But, you know, yes. I hear I hear from people all the time that they love playing at Taco Bell. Oh, absolutely. I don't get me wrong. You know, you tell your, your family or your friends like that aren't here in Nashville, like, oh, yeah, I'm playing at the Taco Bell. And they're like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taco Bell. Um, and, you know, they don't know that it's, you know, similar to the one that's like in Vegas. You know, it's a the Taco Bell Cantina where you can get um, whiskey in your slushy. you know. Right. And it's a little bit more of like a bar vibe. Um, and let me tell you, I absolutely loved it. I did a, a, a four hour set solo the other day and just the crowd, the overall vibes. It was just so much fun. That's awesome. That's really cool. You know, because it's, you know, I've been to Nashville once and I don't think either A, it wasn't open yet or B, I just had no idea it was there. Um, right. But that's definitely a stop the next time I'm in town for sure. I agree. Definitely stop there. Um, it's just such a cool vibe inside. And then you can get, they have like ton of slushies you can get. Like one of my favorites is just like a Coca-Cola slushie. Yeah. That is like, since I was a child, like I remember I used to love um, on the weekends, you know, going and getting a slushy, a Coke slushy with my dad. And so I like stuff like that. But then you can also also ask them to put a little whiskey, a little rum, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, floats your boat. You can put that. that that's awesome. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Now, what, what's it been like doing this back and forth thing? You know, because California is one, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it, you know. <laughs> mild here it's one way and then you go to Tennessee it's a it's a, another way right so we'll be we'll put this on like you know like music aspect point um <laughs> okay you know it here's the thing and this is where I'm going with this is California doesn't have much Southern California doesn't have much of a country music scene correct right you don't have the support that you do in Nashville. And I'm talking right. about like the people and the other fellow musicians. The community right. is so different. Um, they're very, very, very different. Um, polar opposites almost. Um, everyone here in Nashville is very supportive and they're looking out for one another, trying to help each other because we're all in the same boat, you know? And it's in California, I find that there wasn't a lot of that. Um, and it was hard for me to, I did everything I could, um, as far as social media, um, 2020 was, you know, when everything kind of, you know, went down in the world and that is when everyone turned to social media. And that's when I started making all the connections in Nashville. And I was like, okay, eventually like I need to make my way back there again and, you know, meet these people that I've met and become friends with over you know, months or over a year, basically. Um, and so I did that and I did it a couple times where I, you know, was here for a minute and then I went back to California and then I went back to Nashville. Um, and it's just the difference of me being here in Nashville in the amount of time that I've been here has just increased 
I mean, huge for me. Um, I feel like my artistry has grown even more with just me being in the community um, day in, day out, living and breathing it no matter what, no matter what time of the day. Um, and just the connections that you make and the friendships that you make while being here, I would, any country artist, I would say like, you know, there's nothing like being in Nashville as an artist. Yeah, yeah for sure. Now, what, you know, for, for people that may recognize you and your, your name and whatnot, you know, you, you figured right. out TikTok and figured it out, <laughs> you know, pretty damn well. I tried, I try. Um, don't get me wrong. I, TikTok is something else. Let me tell you, um, constantly changing their algorithm, meaning they promote what they want to promote when they want to promote it. Right. And so something that works one day might not work the next. So you're constantly having to be creative and, you know, figure out, okay, what should I post? What do I think people would relate to? You know, and that's one of my biggest things when it comes to my, my social media is, you know, is it relatable? Can people relate to this? Are they going to, you know, look at this and be like, I feel that way or, oh my gosh, I like that too. You know, something that they relate to. And with TikTok, you were saying, you know, I don't know if you were asking me as far as like being out here in Nashville or as far as TikTok, are you meaning like if I'm like recognized out here? I mean, either way. I mean, you know, do, yeah, sure. You know, do you walk down, you know, lower Broadway and people are like, Hey, I've seen you on TikTok. And then like, you know, maybe, maybe not know your, you know, your name. Cause that, that shit happens all the time when you recognize someone and you're like, right. Oh God, what's your name? But I know where you're from kind of deal. You know, right. do you get a lot of that? I, you know, what's funny is I do get it fairly. I feel like fairly often actually. Um, and every time I'm, I'm going to be honest with you every time I am so excited, but I am so nervous. Like it's just <laughs> such an, like, it's so weird to me. I'll tell you about the first time it happened when I was in Nashville. Um, but it's such a funny, like thing that it happened the other day. Um, I was at a friend's uh, show and somebody came up to me and they were on vacation. And so like, they weren't even from Nashville and they came up to me and they were like, are you, are you Taylor Teasley? And I was like, yeah, that's me. And they were like, I follow you on TikTok. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I can't believe you're here right now. And for me, I'm literally like, you know who I am? Like, and I feel like half the time that's my response. I'm like, you know who I am? Like, I'm just so honored. And it's just like such an, a warm, but like an odd, like feeling for me. Like, I'm just like, I mean, I love it though. But the first yeah. time that ever happened is I was meeting up with a friend and I was in Nashville and I was just, we were waiting, I was waiting on her with another friend and we were getting tacos from a taco truck. And then I walk up, I order my tacos, whatnot, and paid everything. And then she goes, excuse me. And so I like turn around. And the funny thing was, is that here's the thing. I don't know if you know this on my social media, but for a lot of people, they all know I'm a hat girl. I wear hats like all the time, every day. Whether yep. it's most of the time, it's a trucker hat, but sometimes I do wear like wide brim hats. Um, and I didn't have a hat on at all. And she goes, is your name Taylor? And I was like, yeah. And I thought maybe I'm like, wait, do I know her from like high school? Like, you know, like I'm over here thinking like, oh, maybe I know this person. <laughs> and she goes, 
oh my god she goes are you you're taylor teasley then and i was like yes <laughs> and she goes oh my gosh i followed you on tiktok for like over a year like this is crazy you were eating at my taco truck right now like this is crazy and like we took a picture and everything it was just it's such a surreal moment when somebody does that and i absolutely love it though when they do it because we end up having a conversation let's just like supernatural and just like so fun you know yeah oh yeah absolutely and that's that's gonna be a thrill because you're not you know it just goes to show you're not doing it you know i I don't want to say for nothing because you have the follows you have the likes you have the eyeballs Right. right but like when you get that recognition you get that sense of like okay you know i'm this is something right right now do you have that same do you have that same reaction when you go home not really. I mean, it's happened here and there, but not so much because I feel like, again, uh, my TikTok is on country TikTok, you right, know, right, and right. I feel like, again, like Southern California, there's just not a ton of it out there, a country music scene. Sure. Um, and so I feel like a lot I have a lot of my followers are from like Nashville. They're from Tennessee, uh, Texas, Kentucky, Wisconsin, like I, a lot of them are more, you know, Southern states or states on the other side of the country. Um, Not so much, I feel like California, but it's happened here and there, you know, or I pop up on like an old, like high school friend or something like on their for you page. And then they reach out. They're like, oh my gosh, like, do you remember? Like I was in your class or something like that. Um, and then it just sparks like a conversation and then we just kind of like reminisce and, you know, kind of talk it over. I mean, like, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, for you, see it as, you know, with social media, you know, what were you doing before, you know, your TikTok blew up and all that? Like, were you, were you still, were you grinding at this or were you just kind of taking it as it came? So prior to 2020 was really when I kicked it into gear. Yeah. Um, okay. 2019 is when I graduated college. Um, and I stayed up, I went to school up in Northern California and I stayed up there because I had a job. And so I worked through summer and then I came back home uh, later in the year and then COVID hit beginning yeah. of 2020 basically. And I, prior to that though, I was still playing shows on the weekends and stuff like that, but it wasn't anything, um, like now where I am building my artistry and building my songwriting. It wasn't anything like that. Um, I still had a passion for it though. Um, and it wasn't until 2020 hit and I went on Instagram first and I made it public. I've had an Instagram since probably 2013 because my college at the time required us to have it for certain classes, for music classes, for us to communicate with each other. Um, Prior to that, all my socials were on private Um, and it was only for like business aspects, but came 2020 came and I was like, I have to make it public, which totally freaked me out. (laughs) But I And I made this segment called Music Heals. And it was where I went live on Instagram once a week. Um, And it was usually like on a Thursday or a Tuesday or something like that. And it would just be an hour of me playing music, you know, whether it was covers or anything like that. 
Um, and I started building a fan base from there. And that really wasn't until it really wasn't until 2020 when I really locked down that country music was the path I was going to take. Um, Growing up and I was always in chorus or like things like that in school. I never knew where my voice fit because being in California, it's like pop central music. Like you have your Ariana Grande's, you know, you have your music (sighs) like that. And for me, I was like, my voice does not fit that. My voice is low and raspy. And I don't know who to relate to because I'm nobody out here sounds kind of like that or has that vibe. Um, And so, and I grew up listening to country music. I grew up listening to R&B. I grew up listening to a lot of different genres, thanks to my parents. My dad's originally from Georgia um, and my mom is from California. And so I grew up listening to a ton of different genres and I'm just an overall music lover. I don't only just listen to country, but 2020 was really what locked everything into me because I love the storytelling. I love the artistry, the instrumentation in country music. And I think the biggest thing that drew me to country music was storytelling part of it. I love music that's honest and just real um, and tells real life situations. Um, and so I finally started doing Instagram lives, um, and building a fan base off of that. And from there, it, another friend of mine, and I don't know if you, I'm sure you've heard of him, but, uh, Nate Smith, he was on social media and he grew up. Did you just say, if you've heard of him, I'm sure you've heard of him. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and you know what? That's right now. Sorry, I don't mean to cut off your story. No, you're good. It's a great story. But that's a hell of a name drop right now. That's a hell of a name drop. Well, here's the thing is he grew, he lived about 20 minutes from my college. And so we met on social media sometime back in 2018 or 2019. Um, And 2020, we had communication a lot where he was trying to build his fan base on social media, you know, and I was trying to build mine. Yeah. He's the one that told me, he's like, you need to go on TikTok. Like you need to get on TikTok. And for me, I'm thinking like TikTok, I don't want to be doing no dancing. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I don't want to be doing any of that um, because that's what I associated it with, you know? Yeah. And so I finally saw that, you know, there was starting to be, you know, a music place on TikTok and I was like, okay, like, and so I posted here and there and I was like, okay, like, and it wasn't anything that like really stuck with me for some reason. And it wasn't until I started seeing more and more musicians on TikTok and there was, you know, specific trends that were happening. And there was this one trend that I was seeing all of these guys do. And I don't, you might've seen it if you were on my social media, but it's the one that's, it's always something but never and then you go into singing a song and I saw a ton of guys doing it and there was this one comment on one of the guys pages and it says oh my gosh I need a girl version of this and right then and there it was like a ding ding and I was like wait I should start doing this like and it be more like I'm a girl so I was like you know what there we go there we go I can be the girl version. That works. Yeah, I can be the girl version of this. And so it started there and my TikTok just grew from that moment. And I haven't 
stopped. Basically, I post at least usually once a day, at least now. Um, and people really find a place and relate to that content. And for me, I'm like, you know what? I like that because it's still relevant to what I'm doing. It still has to do with music. It's still showcasing my voice and who I am. And people are relating to it in the end. They're like, oh my gosh, that just happened to me or I relate to that. Um, And so that's kind of where it went. And from there, I, you know, grew this fan base um, from there. And it's kind of crazy the way that TikTok works because you can reach anything and anyone. Um, Unlike, you know, like Instagram, like Instagram, it's kind of hard to, it's harder to grow on there. Um, But with TikTok, it just kind of stuck and I haven't stopped since. And that's my main platform now is TikTok. And I go live on there. um, I would say probably at least right now, three times a week, sometimes two, depending on my level of busyness throughout the week, especially with shows and everything. But I usually go live later at night. Like I'll probably go live sometime after this or later on this evening. Um, And I just kind of hang out with everyone. I play music. I just chat with them, see what everyone's day and what their week is like. Um, And we just kind of hang out. That's awesome. That's really incredible because, you know, it's, that's how I found you. You know, if it wasn't for TikTok and me scrolling through, I probably would have never found, you know, found you either. Yeah. That's crazy. It is, it is, you know, and then you, you see all these people and all these artists where, you know, you hear this story all the time and, you know, I guess, you know, Nate's a prime example where, mm-hmm. you know, he, he caught the fire, right. Yeah. And the, you know, the wave brought him to, you know, the level he's at, you know, and it right. can happen for anybody. Right. It, it's crazy when you look at the growth and the opportunities that can happen for people just with social media. Now, everything social media, when it comes to music, when it comes to branding, home decor, everything, everything is about social media now. Yeah. And you can grow like crazy on it. Yeah, you really can. And, you know, it's one of those things where, like you were saying earlier, like you have to stay on top of it. You know, TikTok alone is, is almost a full-time job. It, you know, I tell people that all the, it, it literally is a full-time job because there's days I have just day and I film nothing but just drafts and I save them within TikTok and I just have draft after draft so that I can post them um, because it's hard to film it on one day and then be like, okay, this is my TikTok for this day. It's way, I did that towards the beginning and that's when I realized this isn't working. I need to have content available at any time for me to just be like, if I'm sitting in the middle of Olive Garden or something and I'm like, okay, it's, you know, this time or whatever, I need to post a TikTok. Um, And that's another story is trying to find a time to post. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's so difficult. And I just, I'm at the point where I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to post it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because even I, I've done the same thing, even with like Instagram or Facebook, it's like, all right, you know, you, you Google search, all right, what's the best time to post something on social media. Right. And then you're looking at the time and you're like, ah, it's eight fifty. you know, it's eight fifty eight, And they said nine. Do I wait for two minutes? Do I post it now? Like, uh-huh. it's like, it, it's unbelievable. You know, it's it really, really is. it's really, you know, it sounds stupid, but it's really stressful. It really is. But I feel like social media, a lot of my, I'm going to be honest, a lot of my closest friends 
now I all I met them through social media, whether it was TikTok, Instagram, or even I don't know if you remember, but Clubhouse. I don't remember if that was back in that was in 2020. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with Clubhouse. No, I it does not. I mean, I think I've heard it before from other people that have been on the show, but it's not ringing a bell at the moment. So Clubhouse was an app, and it basically was like a Zoom, but just audio. Oh, and okay. Multiple people could be on in that. It was called a room. You could be in the, and there was this one room I would go into almost every single night, and it was called Good Night Nashville, and it was basically a bunch of musicians, um, music business people, anybody in songwriters that were in this room that were from a lot of them were from Nashville, but there was people from Canada. There was people from all over. Um, and that's kind of where a lot of it started too, for me and back in 2020 was I was meeting these people that were, you know, working in the industry and I was learning so much just from them. And I mean, like a few of them now are some of my closest friends. And so it started even then. And I just saw, you know, one of them last night. And it's crazy the the relationships that you can build with people just over the internet. And then when you meet in person, it's just like 10 times better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I can't, I can't tell you how much I feel that, you know, especially doing this show, you know, because I hear right. all the time, like, Whenever you're in Nashville, let us know, let it, let me know, let, you know, let it, whatever. And it's right. like, Jesus Christ, when I get to Nashville, I'm going to have to reach out to a hundred different people and it's, uh-huh. you know, it's never, it's never going to work, you know, to see everybody, but I would, right. you know, I want to. Well, and exactly. And that was me when I was coming back and forth, I, I was making a list on my phone. I had a list and I was like, okay, I need to see this person, this person, this person. And the list just went on and on and on. Um, And now I find that it's just kind of like, I'm not on this time crunch of like, okay, I only have one day left. I need, I still need to see all these people. Um, And as far as, yeah, when you do come to Nashville, definitely let me know. (laughs) Right. Uh, And I think it's, it's such a cool thing when you do meet up, when you meet somebody in person that you've never met before. It's, It's crazy. I have friends that are in Norway who do country music and I just met them this last, this past trip. They were in town for a little bit for uh, CMA Fest and I met them and it was just such a crazy feeling because I've known them since 2020 and now we're just now meeting in 2022 and it was just like crazy where the world has come to when it comes to social media. I mean, I feel like the, I feel like the world is just social media alone. Yeah. Oh, you, you're right. You know, you know, my wife, you know, she, you know, for a while there, she was like, what the hell are you doing? You know, with, with this show. Right. And then over the last, you know, couple of months, we've really gained a lot of speed and, you know, had some, a, a lot of publicity. So like now she's kind of like, all right, I get it. You know, but for a while there, it was like, why are you constantly looking at this? And it's like, because it's like, you can't, you can't fall behind. You fall behind nope. by a day or so. Yep. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's how, I mean, I think people, even I knew like friends and family, like when they found out I was on TikTok, they were like, TikTok, like, why are you on TikTok? You know what? That was the first impression I had too. And Nate was like, you need to get on TikTok. And I was like, are you talking about the TikTok? I think you're talking about like, (laughs) because people associated it with, you know, kids on there that were dancing, you know, and doing stuff like that. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. 
but then once they saw, you know, the content I was doing and that it was music related, they were like, oh, like, okay, never mind. Like, this makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because even when, you know, going back to talking about TikTok, you know, I would see it and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a social media whore. And when well, anything that is social media related, like I want it, I need it, I need to have it. And right. like TikTok just didn't hit me. I was just like, I don't know. This looks dumb. You yep. know, my, you know, my wife's younger cousins were on it. And I was like, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm an adult. I can't be on this watching, you know, little kids do dances and shit. You know? uh-huh. But like that, that's all you heard about. And then yep. it was like, you know, it was kind of like when Facebook first started, it was just for college kids. And then mom and dad got it. And then grandma and grandpa got it. So it's like, all right, well, then I guess if everybody else is on it, it's safe to go on. Yeah. And, and- you know, to the things you do, it's, it's, it's not. It really is. And then you look at it, you look at social media now. And it's crazy because it's all influencers, brand deals. Um, Everybody is constantly promoting something. Right. You know, no matter what it is, they're constantly promoting something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so why not? Right. But so why not promote yourself? You know, exactly. It's it's something. Well, and it's your, you're basically your own brand, you know? Right. And so it, it just, it makes sense you know, now when looking back at 2020, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I wish I would have gone ham on it before. Like I do now, you know, but my guard was still up. I'm a, I'm a very like, I'm like, I don't know. Cause when it comes to like, you know, privacy and all that. And I'm just like, I don't know, like TikTok, like who cares about, like, nobody's going to want to see that. You're like, and now I look at it and I'm like, people have just popped off on TikTok, you know, I look at somebody yeah. even like, you know, Alexandra Kay. I mean, she's had a journey um, for years now, but TikTok is what really, really put her out there to be an independent artist. Right. Right. And there's this, like we said, there's so many of those stories. You right. know, you, I could, I probably a dozen people that have even have been on this show that have right. been, you know, have done the same thing. You know, it, it's incredible. Oh, now, it really is. Now, let me ask you, because you, you talked about a little bit, um, and I find I have this battle with myself, but, okay. you know, when you talk about personal things, when it comes to, you know, your brand and, you know, Taylor Teasley, the singer songwriter, rather than, you know, who, and please don't take this offensively, but like the person, you know, because they're two different right. people. They're two different right. things. You know, how do you manage that because of because your social media presence is so in the forefront, in the limelight, everybody sees it. Right. So with that, it's it, it is a it's a balance, but here's here's the thing. I am a very private person as it is when it comes to posting on social media personal, personal things. Like you, you know, rarely see me post, you know, family things or things like that, but I feel like on social media, and this is exactly why for the most part, I, I, a lot of the reasons I go live on TikTok is because I genuinely want to know my fans, but I want them to genuinely know me. That's, that's my thing. And I want them to see, like, for me, it's not about the bells and whistles. It's not about, it's just like Luke Combs songs, you know, it's not about the fame. It's not about the fortune. It's not about the name, none of that. 
I want them to see like, I am just your average person out there. I'm just like yeah. everybody else. You want to have a conversation? Great. Let's have one. Um, and I think that's like my biggest thing when it comes to that. I mean, don't get me wrong on stage, you know, you constantly have to, you know, keep the audience going, but at the same time, I feel like I try to be my most authentic self at the same time when I am on stage or when I am on social media doing my lives um, so that people can feel like they're talking to just another human being, you know, it's not, you know, somebody that's not reachable, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, no, I totally get it. And I think that's kind of where I am, you know, with that. It's just, and my parents, you know, have always been the ones, you know, guiding me. And like, even when I was a young little girl, you know, just always, you know, keeping my feet on the ground and always, you know, you just want to be yourself, you know? And I think that's, that's constantly something that I aim for. And that's a huge value to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm with you because it's like before, you know, even starting this show, like my social media was an open book. Any thought I had just came right out. Yeah. You know, and, and it, you know, I stirred the pot regardless of what I really thought <laughs> or whatever, you know, I was that person. Right. And, you know, since doing this show, like, I don't do any of that really anymore. You know, yeah, I'll throw out stuff there that I, you know, that it's my personal thoughts and beliefs, but like, I don't, it's not a, it's not to, you know, it's not to piss people off like it used to be. It's just because that's just who I am. Right. You know, and I hear it all the time, you know, people, you know, friends, family, they're like, why don't you post about the kids or this, that, the other thing. And it's like, you know, even though I'm not a, you know, a public figure per se, you know, there's still a following, you know, and I don't necessarily want or need strangers knowing my inner details either. Right. And that's, that's exactly how I see it. And I've always been that way. Like I said before, prior to 2020, all of my socials were just school-based. I only had them for my classmates because we had, that was how we communicated with one another. And that's what scared me the most in 2020 when I had to make everything public. And I kind of tried to find, you know, a happy medium balance. And I think I've somewhat kind of, you know, have found that um, just because I just like, like we were talking, you know, it's not something that I like to keep it relevant and I like to keep it true to myself, but at the same Mm. time, only to an extent. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I get it. I totally, totally get it because it's the, it's the battle I have with myself on a daily basis. Cause I'll see things and like, wanna, wanna say something. And it's like, is it worth it? Right. Is it worth it? Um, right. Now, now I'm going to ask you a really cliche thing. What were you doing before this music thing? Or was this, was music something that you just knew you were going to do? So let me see here. Long story short, I'm going to try to make it as short as possible. But it's a journey. Okay. That's fine. Right. Take it, take us on it. <laughs> so um, long story short, four years old, my parents forced me into piano lessons. And when I say forced, I mean like they wanted me to play piano and I was just like, no, <laughs> um, I, for some reason, just, I did not really want to at that age. And I stuck with it. I did piano lessons till I was about 12. Um, And I went to my parents and I said, I want to teach myself guitar. And 
a little bit of history on my family on my dad's side is they are all bluegrass musicians. Okay. And I had a hand-me-down guitar. Well, let me rephrase that. My dad had the hand-me-down guitar at the time that was um, customly made for my grandpa. And unfortunately, he passed. I did not meet him uh, at all since I've been born because he, he passed before I was born. But I always was intrigued by that. Like I always saw it and I always asked my dad, hey, can you play it? And my dad knew, you know, those four chords, you know, three or four chords, uh, very simple, but I always asked my dad to play it. And I always had a connection to that. And so as a teenager, I was like, I want to teach myself. And so I did. I saw an artist, uh, Colby Calais. I saw her playing guitar and singing at the same time like on YouTube or something. And I immediately was like, I want to do that. And so my parents were like, okay, like if that's something you want to do, like go ahead. And so I went ahead and I stuck with it and I taught myself guitar and I've stuck with it since. And throughout that journey though, I always did. I was involved in sports a lot. Like I basketball and volleyball were like, they were my jam. And uh, basketball, unfortunately, I had to stop that in high school because I do have asthma and I just couldn't keep up on the court. And yeah. I was able. Mm-hmm. What was that? Yeah, you said, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yep. I totally get and, that. And volleyball, I was able to play about two years into college. Um, and then I actually had to come down to, you know, choosing what path I wanted to go through because I did other things along the way. I did some modeling. I did acting. Um, I did a lot of things. My parents were amazing because they put me in so many different avenues that allowed me to like sit back and look at it and be like, what am I passionate about? What do I actually like to do? And when it came to college and all of my, all of my things were starting to overlap each other, like games, practice, rehearsals with music. And I was in this uh, pop band at the time. And so they did a lot of traveling um and i had to pick from there like okay is it going to be sports is it going to be music and my gut was just like it's music and i had to tell my parents that and they completely backed me up they completed they completely supported me on it um and so throughout college i was in this pop band and as you know i don't sing pop music but it was something that was required within my degree and mm-hmm. so i was like cool I'll sing backups. I sing like low harmonies on like a ton of songs. I didn't sing lead on a lot of songs because they wouldn't change. They couldn't change the keys and it was just complicated. So I was like, cool, I can just sing the low end harmonies. And it allowed me to really build my ear up um, as far as, you know, hearing different harmonies within music and different melodies, which was really, really cool. Um, and we ended up traveling. We used to go to like Palm Springs. Uh, we ended, at the very end, we went to Hawaii for about three weeks and we toured over there, played some music. It was great. Um, but from there, I, uh, I did a transfer in college and I went and got um, my music industry business degree because in my first college, I also did audio engineering and I got my certification in it. And so I've kind of gone through a little circle when it comes to music, um, because I do have a passion for the engineering side of it. But um, when I went and got my business, my music, um, that was more, you know, 
the non-performing side of it. So I did some acoustic gigs here and there, but nothing crazy. School really took up a lot of my time. I had a part-time job as a stagehand, which was really cool because um, I got to be a stagehand for like Travis Tritt and like things like that. It was really, really cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was awesome. And I absolutely loved it. But that was kind of my journey with that. And then I came back home and to, to Southern California. And that's when I was like, okay, I got to get back into the gigging life. Like I got to start playing some shows somewhere. Let me call some bars. Let me call some restaurants, like see, you know, who hires live entertainment. Um, and I started doing that. And then that's kind of where it all started piecing back together. Then 2020 hit world kind of fell off in general and yeah. social media happened. And then here we are. So I, wow. I've had my foot in a lot of different doors, I feel like, other than music. Because um, I've just, my parents put me in so many different things that I genuinely did enjoy. And, but I knew it all came back down to music. I just, I knew it in my gut. And I think for the longest time, I didn't know my path also because of my location um, and where I was. And I didn't know how to be like, okay, let me see if I am a country artist. It was more so of like, okay, all I see is these pop artists. I'm not pop though. Like I can't sing this, you know? And so it, it definitely was a journey. I feel like my entire yeah. life music has been a part of it, but I've always been doing something. Always. That's awesome. like I, and I absolutely love it. I feel like there's not, there hasn't been a time like when I think back that I wasn't involved in something I was always doing and it just wasn't always music it was other things but it was also fun and I feel like it helped build me into who I am and my character and my values you know and again I have my parents to thank for that now for the stuff you have done in music and the things you've seen you um is there any other part of this industry that I don't want to say you would rather do but if you could, for some reason, tomorrow you couldn't sing anymore, you know, is there a part of this industry that you would, that you would go to without even thinking about it? Honestly, probably it would, that's a hard part, but it'd be in between audio engineering because I do have a passion for the recording part of it. Um, and the marketing side of it. I really love, I love marketing uh, and I've I've learned to love marketing because I've had to do it myself <laughs> um, mm. and I realized like how many different things you could do when it comes to marketing um, and it's fun but I would say audio engineering the software side of everything um, that is something else that I was also very passionate about especially in college um, and then even so now um, I really do enjoy enjoy the recording part of it that's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's it's funny because, you know, in high school, I played music, well, loosely, right? I played drums and percussion. And, um, you know, music has always been a thing for me, just was never, you know, I didn't have the discipline to, you know, practice for hours and hours and hours, like, like right. you need to, to, to be any good. But I've always loved the behind the scenes stuff and the, yes. you know, the tours and, my, you know, bringing it up and bringing it down and being on the road, you know? So I, I love this behind the scenes stuff, you know, so much. And it's, it's cool to be able to do this and hear the stories and, um, you know, really learn about 
everybody in their journeys, you know, because even though they're all different, they're all very similar too, which is, which has been fascinating. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Now, when, you know, you, you're doing, you, you're still doing the back and forth. I'm assuming when, when is going to be the full move to Nashville and say, you know what, this is where I'm living now. Well, you know what? I'm not sure it could be, it could be now. Um, I, Obviously, I haven't gone back after this trip right now. I've been here for close to two months now, um, and I haven't gone back to California yet. Um, and for me, it's I'm starting to now finally people are understanding like, oh, she's here. Cool. Can you play here? Can you do this? You know, right. and I'm getting these opportunities now because people know that I'm in town. And so for me, it's kind of like, I don't know where anything in life is going to take me, but I'm one of those people where I think it is what it is. I'm here for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I, my gut tells me this is where I need to be right now. And I think I always will need to be here, but right now my gut's like, you, you can't go back yet. There's there's a chapter here that I haven't reached. I don't yeah. think. And I need to wait till I get to that. That's awesome. I think that's, that's incredible because a lot of people would be on the fence, you know, like you said, you know, do I go back home? Do I stay here? Yeah. You know, I think, I think the fear of the unknown, especially in this industry would keep people from staying in town. You know, they would just be like, you know what, we'll just see what happens. I'll go home and, you know, when people, I feel like when people go home, that's when they lose it. Yeah. And the last trip that it, it kind of happened for me, I went back home and I was on this high because I had just come from Nashville and I had met all these people. I wrote so, I wrote so many songs and I had this passion and this fire ignite in me. And I went back home and to California and I immediately felt out of place almost like right. I felt I felt completely out of it and that bothered me like that feeling inside of my gut that was like I'm back in California like this is not where I'm supposed to be and I thought you know I thought to myself like you know what maybe for this place and time this is where I need to be you know and yeah. I just need to keep doing what I'm doing on social media to stay relevant in the country music scene um, and which is what I continued to do. And then this last trip with support from my, you know, family and friends, they were like, you just need to stay, stay there. Like you need to figure out things there and see what you can do. And like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. For me, it was a very bold move. It was something that I was scared to, it, to make like that decision to say like, am I really canceling my flight home? Like right. it was definitely a scary thought, but at the same time, I knew it was the right decision. That's awesome. You know, as, and as long as you know that it's right, who cares? Exactly. Um, yeah. Now your new, we'll talk about the music a little bit, which is something I don't do a ton on this show um, okay. because I, I feel like, you know, you're on here for, you know, we know, you know, I, I just feel like it's, it sounds weird, but I feel like it's silly to talk about the music when I want to know about you. But anyway, um, your 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 debut, never mind. Yes. 
Now, how many songs, how many other song choices did you have, did you grapple with before deciding on this song to be the debut? When I decided that Nevermind was going to be my first single, I want to, let me think here. There is, I believe, four other songs. Um, No, there was four songs total. So there were three other songs that I was going in between. And... I wanted my first single to be relatable as much as possible. And I think also it was a hard decision, honestly, to make. It really was because I was unsure of one, the artist side of things, like the the sound of it. Like, how do I want it to sound? How do I want people to perceive this song? Um, and I wrote it with a close friend of mine, Liam, Cole- Liam Coleman, um, over Zoom. And I think what really brought me to that song was it was just very, it was a solid write when we wrote it. It was, I mean, it took us, I believe it was like a five or six hour write um, over Zoom. And at the end of it, I felt solid with that. I was like, yes like there's nothing I want to change in this song like this this I like this song a lot um and so I started playing it on social media even like on my on my lives and things like that and people really gravitated towards it and I was like is this something you guys would want me to put out and everyone immediately was like yes put this out yes I relate to this I relate like I relate to this lyric or you know anything like that and those are the those are the comments and the influences I have when it comes to putting out music. Yeah. Now, now you mentioned Liam. Um, yes. We've had Liam on the show. Okay. Liam has been a, a good friend of ours for, for a long time. You know, and it, it's cool to hear, you know, a local kid, you know, because for, for us to Liam, where Liam grew up is very local right. to, you know, do something with you that is, you know, Ben, your baby. I think that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just saw him the other day too. So, it, and it's crazy to look at like, even like friends, like their growth, like, cause I knew right. him over zoom and, you know, we did the same thing. We played shows locally in our hometown. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I see him now down on Broadway in Nashville and I was like, dude, who are you? Like, <laughs> you know, and it's crazy, like the growth, but also like the excitement that you see, within your friends and your artist friends living their dream and doing what they love. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now for you, what is your, what is your plan now? Now mine has come out, you know, what's the rest of the year look like, you know, what's that, you know, what's the discussion there? So I actually on this trip, I just finished recording my next single actually. Awesome. And so that will probably be coming out towards the end of summer, maybe fall. And I actually pushed it back. It was originally supposed to come out in like middle of summer, but I had a songwriting cut just come out like a week ago um, with Holden Barter. Um, He's originally from like the Philly area, but um, now he lives in Nashville and he has a great, great presence about him but he released a song called stone harbor and i wrote that song with him um back in 2021 and it's about stone harbor new jersey which is his beach town that he used to go to in the summertime with his family 
and he's there right now actually doing a ton of promotion and everything because um it's like basically blowing up there um and people are going crazy over it um over in that area and now it's starting to make its way down the eastern coast and whatnot and so like it's getting coverage by the news now like fox uh nbc abc um and it's just so super exciting and i'm you know doing trying to do my part anything that i can do to help the promotion process of it that's Um, awesome so that's kind of what i'm doing a lot of right now but then i'm also doing the whole planning thing for my next single as well that's yeah, absolutely. Now, now is the next single, the next single is ready to go. So the next single is right. ready to go. It's fully recorded and everything. The only thing I'm actually waiting on is I am waiting back to get the master completely. I had a couple changes to it, but um, I'm super, super excited to put it out. That's awesome. That's really great. Now is, is whatever's next after that ready to go, or is that still in the, the that is as well. that is still up in the air a little bit um okay i feel like i always have an idea in the back of my mind of like okay the next song i next song is now but i'm already thinking ahead like what kind of song do i want to release after this you know yeah. what story do i want to tell people through that song um and so right now it is not recorded Okay. But there's ideas here and there of songs I have already written of possibly being released. Awesome. So the thought's there. The thought that thought is there, but um, no like set in stone, concrete decision yet. Nice. That that oh, I love that. I love knowing that there's something, and because it makes you excited to see what it is. Oh, absolutely. And I'm. It makes me excited, even to be honest, because I never know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it'll be a surprise for all of us then absolutely yes oh man that's that's so awesome now taylor I'm, i know i've taken a lot of your time and i i thank you for it um you oh, know no, there's, a few, there's a few things that you know i know i told you i don't have any questions and i don't except for what what are your boots and what is your whiskey of choice Okay, one more time because unfortunately you broke up a little bit on my end. Uh, of course I did. Um, boots of choice and whiskey of choice, seeing we are the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Okay. Um. Well, I would have to say, here's the thing. For boots, I do have a pair of boots back home. Um, they're areas. Um, anything for me that's brown leather, like high, like good quality leather brown, that's me all the way um and simple and simple i like very like just toned down like something almost like with a little bit of like a vintage vibe you know yeah um that's kind of what i i kind of go to uh now whiskey on the other hand let's see i really okay so my go-to i rarely drink whiskey on the rocks i've had it a couple times but i haven't like it has been my thing, but whiskey sours. Now that, let me tell you, that is, that is my jam when it comes to whiskey. Am I like super picky on it? No, I'm good with like a good <laughs> Daniels, you know, or that I feel like majority of the time, that's what it is. 
Yeah. I feel like most of the times it's just either Jack Daniels um, or, or Jim Beam, but for the most part, probably a Jack Daniels. Um, I'm also a, a moonshine drinker. So there's that. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. That, you know, I, I haven't gotten into the moonshine. I think uh, I'm too much. I think I'm too much of a wuss. Let me tell you. Okay. Apple pie moonshine. Okay. I drink Sugarlands. Uh, they're based out of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. But uh, I drink their apple pie moonshine. And let me tell you, I don't even like apple pie. Fun fact for everyone. I don't like apple pie. I don't like my fruit mixed with the bread. Like, it just doesn't go for me. I know. I know. But I like apple pie moonshine. So that tells you, obviously, it must be good if I like it. Must. Right. Or there's these other places. Um Actually, a few different uh, distilleries have them, but they're pickled moon, like they're pickles in moonshine. Those yeah, are good I've, I've seen that. Now, so how strong is that? Because I've seen, you know, because they have what cherries and all different kinds of things. I just yeah, I I don't so, know that I have. I don't know that I have it. I don't know that I can do it. So they have like yeah, cherries and things like that. And I don't ever really, I don't ever mess with those. Um, and here's the thing. I'm a casual drink here and there. I'm not a shots girl at all. I will not do shots. Um, you will not find me doing shots. But um, like moonshine pickles, like I actually, let's see here. I have a jar actually right here. Um, they, it is, it's 40 proof. 40 proof. Um, and the pickles are just like, they sit in it, they marinate in it and they taste great. Really? Oh, yeah. I like now, it. Do you, have, do you have to put them in the refrigerator once you've opened them? So, yeah. So, you can put them in the refrigerator, and then I usually, I just do. But, like, my other moonshine, like apple pie moonshine, I don't I leave that out. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to try this. I think I'm going to try it. I think I'm going to just, like, screw it and do it. You should, and then you can let me know what you think. I've also heard that vanilla ice cream with a little apple pie moonshine drizzled over it i heard that's pretty good too but i haven't oh, tried I'm, that yet oh i'm sure that sounds delicious i know i haven't tried it and i'm very very tempted because i have both of them here so <laughs> oh you should do that on your tiktok live one, one yeah day maybe just, i should just be like you know what we're not we're not singing songs today yeah we're, we're not uh, we're gonna we're gonna do ice cream and moonshine <laughs> oh my gosh people honestly would love that they would they would your your views would go through the roof do that and then do like a q a at the same time because people have yeah. asked my my fans have really been wanting me to do a, a live where it's just like q a and they can just ask questions so you i think should. that would work perfect right and then that way you can just ignore the stupid ones you know the stupid <laughs> questions that you get exactly like, you know <laughs> and just be like no i'm not answering that you know and yeah. just just keep going yeah oh man Taylor, this has been a blast. You know, I, I like to, uh, I like to try to keep this within an hour as much as I can. Yeah. Um, you know, when I, when I, uh, you know, stop, you know, the, the chaos and slow it down. Right. I, I thank you so much for your time. I've had a great time talking to you and getting to know you and, you know, I wish you nothing but the best of luck and you're always welcome on this show. And I'm, you know, I'm happy to be able to call you a friend. And when we are in Nashville, um, you know, hopefully there'll be something coming up next year that I would love for you to be a part of, but I can get in contact with you about that later because I don't want to give too much away in case 
the competition's listening. There you um, go. There you but, go. Uh, but yeah, but there's definitely things coming up that I would love for you to be a part of and, and we'll be in touch for sure. Definitely. And thank you so much for reaching out and having me oh, on your yeah. podcast. Um, I was honestly, I was looking so forward to this. So Good. it's always it's always fun for me. Back in 2020, I used to do a lot of Instagram interviews too and whatnot. And those were always something I look forward to. So something like this and you, I feel like we've had so much contact since we've known each other. So it's always yeah. nice to kind of actually finally sit down and have just a nice conversation and just kind of hang out virtually, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's that's what this has really turned into. And it, it I love it, you know, and it's it's allowed me to meet so many different and cool people. And, right. you know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, there's people that you, you do want to see, you know, because you talk absolutely. to them all the time. And then there's, you know, people would be like, oh, yeah, contact me. And then you're like, well, we don't really talk. So, right. Know? Um, but yeah, you're right. definitely on. You're definitely on the list of people to contact once we, once we I get to Nashville, it. which will be hopefully very, very soon. We're I working on it. some stuff, but I don't want to. Again, I don't want to give anything away. Just yes, top secret, top secret <laughs> top, stuff. Top but, secret stuff. Yeah, for sure. but but thank you so much for your support. Of as course, well. you guys, oh. you've always been so supportive of me on social media and just in general. And I can't tell you, honestly, it does. It goes so far and I appreciate it so much. Oh yeah. No, the pleasure is all mine and anything we can, anything we can do here, just, you know, just let us know and, and we'll put it out there for you for sure. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Of course. Well, and Taylor, until next time, you know, I enjoy your TikTok live later on this <laughs> evening and every, Every time you do them, you know, they're great. You know, we pop in every now and again when I can Love take it. five minutes, take five minutes and scroll through. But, uh, uh -huh. you know, everything's been enjoyable that I've seen from you so far. And, you know, really keep up the, the great work. You're doing great. Thank you. I appreciate that. And we'll definitely keep in contact. Definitely have to meet up whenever you're in town. And I'd Absolutely. love to collab with you guys on something and yeah. you know, do something together. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And hopefully just Absolutely. finally meet each other in person. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds all great. And, you know, when things come up, you know, we'll, we'll make it work for sure. Uh, hell yeah. Perfect. All right, Taylor. Well, have a great night. Thank you so much. Thank you. You as well. Bye-bye. Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in pictures or whatnot, all come from the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. A big thank you to those guys out there. drsupplyco.com. Check them out. Canadian company. Great stuff. Check them out. Well, there you have it, our conversation with Taylor Teasley. I can't tell you how much, like I said at the beginning, how much I absolutely loved talking with her and hearing her story because it, it honestly, it wasn't a story I expected. I expected her to have almost an easier time based solely on the TikTok success than she has. And I love that she keeps grinding and she's doing awesome, awesome things. And she's working with our good friend or has worked with our good friend, Liam Coleman. It's, it's great. It's great to see all of these people we've talked to doing great, great things. And I love it so much. Um, so Taylor, thank you so much again, everybody that is tuned in. Thank you for, for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed Taylor's Taylor and I's conversation. Cause I, I loved it. Um, check us out, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, 
everywhere. All the social medias, bootsandwhiskeyentertainment.com. Um, Beat Spear and Bonfires has our blog until the first of the year. So check that out. And then we're going to switch over to something. I don't know what yet, but we'll do something um, in the meantime. So thank you all so much for being a part of this and helping us get there. We're almost at episode 100. Almost there. Almost at episode 100. I've got... We've got some ideas for episode 100. Hopefully we can get that done soon. But until next time, guys, keep the boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. Cheers. <laughs>